That is the sound of an Arizona watermelon uh, fruit juice oh. cocktail. I'm Jesse from the internet, and I have selected the worst of the Arizona flavors. I mean, it's not bad. It's in Arizona. They're all good. But objectively, the saddest choice of, of any of the Arizona <laughs> flavors, because um, we are sad here on we, uh, we this Casual Die Hard podcast. Uh, Britt is here from the internet. Britt, I know that you are sad for uh, reasons. Uh, what, what are your reasons for being sad today? Uh, well, they're mostly Ferrari-related. That's that's all I've got. Unless the Niners have managed to really spectacularly shit the bet in the final like minute and 15 seconds of a game that I walked out of the room for. Uh, that's fine. I, can't, I don't even have it in me to be sad about the Gators at this point. Because it's just like, yeah, no, that was probably... I didn't expect that game to even be as close as it was against Missouri yesterday. So is it a stupid way to end the game? Yes, categorically. (laughs) Uh, But that's kind of what I expect from them at this point. So so be it. And I will say, I feel slightly less sad about the the Ferrari situation. (laughs) Because I saw a, an interview with Charles, I guess it must have been last night after I went to sleep, when he was talking about, like, he was basically, like, he was really proud of himself. Like, he felt like he did absolutely everything mm-hmm. he could. And that, like, the strategy yeah, well should worked. should be proud of himself. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that, like, the strategy felt like it worked. And, like, they just got really unlucky with the timing of that safety car. But that, like, they left everything on the Left it all on the field. Like there was, they did everything they could have, which made me, I don't know if that makes me less sad, but it did make me feel slightly better, I think. Okay. Uh, We will try over the course of this show to also help our friend Sophie from the internet uh, feel slightly better. Sophie, welcome. And uh, why are you sad? I have um, a lot of reasons to not, be alive right now um one of them is, <laughs> one of them is the fact that joe burrow is out for the season we have found out um it's just funny that a little over a week ago the the world was our oyster as Bengals fans right we were, five, we were five three five and three um healthy joe burrow the division was still wide open and then within a span of four days um, because mm-hmm. he got injured on Thursday night football, his wrist. Um, and now it's over. Now it's tank season. It's tank season. Ooh. So um, <laughs> not ideal, not ideal. I'm also sick right now, hence my like very nasally voice. Um, so yeah, just not not doing too great. Not loving life right now. No, not yeah. loving it at all. So We've got Joe Burrow, we've got Charles Leclerc, we've got our very hot, very sad boys, uh, who we are <laughs> sad for. Um, uh. And I, I think what what also comes into play here from, from sadness is that uh, it's it's about to be Thanksgiving. And and I haven't sure is. seen any commercials for Mr. Turkey uh, this November. I feel like Mr. Turkey awareness is uh, lower than it has been in a long time. Uh, on Wednesday, <laughs> remember to sing the song 
What does Mr. <laughs> Turkey say? Gobble, gobble, gobble. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving Day. Gobble, gobble, gobble. And then Mr. Turkey will come and bless you with Friday leftovers. Uh, I'm a little bit loopy myself because I stayed up to watch the entirety of that F1 race in Vegas. Um, And Sophie, you and I had talked about going to see the Bengals game on on Thursday um, at a Bengals bar in New York City. I'm I'm glad that that didn't really work out for us because I feel like that would have been more sad uh, than we would want to take and want to I podcast about. I also want to take out my anger on you um, because mm-hmm. I was so mean on Thursday to everyone. I was so mean. I, I've been on an apology tour since then, um, so I'm glad you didn't have to see that side of me. On no, I will say I relate to that very, very intensely because when when Buster Posey got hurt in 2011, um, you know, it was a late game. It happened like in extra innings. So I'm like up mm-hmm. until like, I lived on the East Coast at the time. I'm up until like three in the morning, like waiting to find out just how catastrophically wrecked he is finally give up and go to sleep i go to work the next day and (laughs) i go to work and i'm wearing a buster posey shirt like in memoriam like i am fully like (laughs) like i'm so i'm down so bad i'm in it so hard at this point and one of my coworkers, who is i've lived in the south one of my coworkers who is a braves fan comes over had not seen the news that he was catastrophically injured oh. and comes over i'm sitting in the break room and he comes over and makes some sort of vaguely i don't even remember what he said but it was some like sort of vaguely snide but like socially acceptable mm-hmm. kind of trash talk and i i lit into him <laughs> In a way that should have been uh, career limiting, in the yeah. words of my my HR director, non HR compliant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Corporate would not have appreciated it, and I I absolutely had to like apologize profusely later because I I was hanging by a thread, and that was all it took, and I lost my ever loving mind, like in just like in the break room at work. So, uh, yeah, when we found out on Friday that, and I, I feel like now I'm, I'm in the, you know, acceptance phase of my like greening, grieving process, um, that he was out for the season. We found out on Friday. Um, I had so many texts from people being like, damn it. He fucked up my fantasy team. Oh oh my God. Oh Oh my God. (laughs) I know. Okay, thank you. You guys understand how, oh. how no. freaking infuriating oh. that was. And I was no. like, I can, yeah. I can respond. I'm going to escalate things if I respond. <laughs> right. I had to like cool down a little bit. Oh my god. Yeah. No. Someone would I need to take my phone. I'm so sorry. Like, I think that was where I was. No, that was where I was like, expecting that to go. Yeah. Oh. oh. Man. Do not take that moment of somebody's actual favorite team and player. Yeah, just don't. 
don't make don't it about you. you. Don't make yep. it about your fantasy team. Right. This is their the real is, team. Right. No one ever cares about your fantasy team. Like, we could all accept that that's the reality as much as we care about our own fantasy teams. Extra special, no one cares about your fantasy team in that particular moment. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So we did not see that. And I'm glad we did not see that together. Uh, and I've had this take about the F1 Vegas race that I wanted to share with you specifically because even though you're not an F1 fan, you are a reality TV fan. And my feeling was this has been an extremely boring uh, Formula One season, dominated start to finish by Max Verstappen, breaking all kinds of records, including winning the race last night. (laughs) Which, yeah, fuck him. I'm sick of his shit. We can get into that when Addie's back. She'll want to complain (laughs) about it a lot, too. Yeah. Um, But what this felt like, they signed this 10-year deal for Vegas to host the race. Everyone in Vegas seems to hate that it exists. It has fucked up traffic there and everything for months for an event that took place for a weekend and where tickets wound up being on sale at Costco and hotel rooms in Vegas were cheaper than usual. Uh, But the race accomplished from a sporting perspective, I think exactly its goal which is straight out of reality TV, which is one week before the finale, or in this case, I guess two weeks, because they have a a week off, but the last, the last episode before the finale. (laughs) Yeah. We sent the gang to Las Vegas, or equivalent (laughs) city of debauchery and... The gang goes on vacation. (laughs) So that we can inject uh. some chaos and drama into the season. And lo and behold, it, it really worked. did work for Formula One. It because worked. It worked. Yeah. That was nuts. Um, so, Sophie, I guess, why does that work so well as a reality TV trope uh, that, that we can even apply it to sports? that that you send the gang you know to a different location is that what you mm-hmm. mean yeah. yeah 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 i mean why is that so powerful <laughs> that's honestly a great question i think it's taking them out of their routine and forcing them to um be in a different environment in a maybe more stressful drunken environment um <laughs> together nonstop you know there are no breaks you are just nonstop together at least that's what it is in reality tv um and you know it's kind of like a capsule episode of any television show where it's like you know this is taking place on a vacation it's like the friends episode where they're in what is it mexico um you know what i mean oh yeah yeah so oh, yeah, yeah. um yeah, but that I would say Monica like, comes back with I've dreadlocks. Seen. Yes. Oh god. Oh my god. Brittany, oh. do you watch um Real Housewives? Because I know you you said that it was kind of like Real Housewives. I, I have only watched it in passing. I I it's one of those things that I need to I, I need to commit to sitting down and watching some of it because it is 
so it's so my jam in a number of ways and I just like I got behind and then I was like no it's too much I can't catch up now but I know uh, I know it's, it's very overwhelming that's why I recommend to anyone listening to this if you have not started Real Housewives and don't know where to start you have the classics like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills but Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and Real Housewives of Potomac have like the shortest amounts amount of seasons and are therefore easier to catch up on and just so chaotic and amazing as I feel like Salt Lake City is the one that Addie told me I should watch so yeah so maybe that's um, yeah that's one where we're strong recommendations uh uh-huh one of the original cast members is now in federal prison for fraud Jen Shaw amazing you get to watch her get arrested actually on camera um this is perfect because one of my other favorite trashy, trashy uh, tropes is I am obsessed with like white collar crime and like fraud documentaries. Uh, probably because I work in finance. And so it's like, I really love seeing these people get caught because fuck you. Um, but I also love like, uh, like art, uh, like art fraud and like art theft a good i love a good heist but there is one on netflix that is specifically about this like math teacher who got really good at faking like extremely well-known martin artists style and stuff and he like got he connected with this person who was well connected in like the art auctioning sale brokerage industry and they passed off these forgeries for like an extremely extended period of time and it is totally chaotic and and wild and i i can't remember what it's called but i strongly recommend it oh my god that out that's crazy i'll have to find i I can't remember what it's actually called but i'll find the actual title but it is it is the most banana shit and i love that that whole thing. So this is this is so so in my wheelhouse here. I will white say that crime other... also connect well to Formula One. <laughs> white collar crime does also connect well to white. <laughs> so I will, Sophie. I will say this: that just imagine, if you will, that you took a bunch of very wealthy, fashionable young European men. And you just drop them in like the most cliche Vegas scenario you can imagine. Because that is what happened. It was like when they did the like, they do like this big entrance, like introductory unveiling thing at the beginning of every race weekend. Uh, And in Vegas, they had the drivers greeted by um, a customized, like the cliche Vegas sign, the like diamond shaped one. Um, one of those with their name on it, Blue Man Group, and an assortment of Elvis impersonators. Not just one, like three to five Elvis impersonators. <laughs> and they were they were every bit as confused by this, for the most part, as you would imagine. As <laughs> I am. Of- Right, because they weren't like they weren't even good Elvis impersonators. Like I feel like the organizers like cheaped out on the Elvis impersonators a little bit, even. <laughs> so it was just like, and they had like this really kind of second rate like comic 
magician doing one thing. Did magic you, did you, dragon. Piff the magic I saw dragon. Piff the magic Very dragon good. on the pre-race show with with Charles and Carlos, the Ferrari drivers. Right. <laughs> Like it was, it was a choice. Cause when you th- like, if it, you're thinking like very rich Europeans, right? Like you could absolutely go like lean into the like Vegas glitz and glamour showgirls, like Cirque du Soleil, like insane seafood towers and a hotel buffet. Like you could lean into the real, like, even if it is very sort of nouveau riche, like you could lean into that angle of it. And they went so far the other direction. They were like, shitty magicians and Elvis impersonators and blue band group and like weird sparkles and everything. That was the angle they took for reasons I mean, that I remain mysterious. <laughs> the The whole thing really can be summed up by the national anthem choice being Donny Osmond when like yeah, Adele yeah. is there or even Wayne Newton. Like Donny Osmond is so third string vegas right i'm obsessed with that i'm obsessed with that the fact that it it's, was don Dawson. it is spectacular it is spectacular and he did like like he took weird liberties with it too which as a musician i'm just like why are you doing this um <laughs> and this is the thing right it's how many how many musicians have had like vegas residencies you could couldn't you couldn't even get like garth brooks Celine? Or, like, or like, yeah, or um, like Perry, I think, ju- just recently wrapped hers up, which I didn't even know she had one. I didn't either, but there you go, Katy Perry. But yeah, like Adele, Celine Dion, like, even if you want to stay very American, like, you couldn't have called Garth Brooks. You couldn't have called uh, Kelly Clarkson. I don't know. Like, there's there's a million people that you awesome. could have gone to. There are options that are not Donny Osmond. Donny Osmond. Speaking of reality TV, have you guys heard of the show Claim to Fame? No, but I'm interested just based on the name. Basically, spoiler alert, because, you know, Donny Osmond we're talking about. It's a show about celebrity relatives that put in a Yes. Yes. Donny Osmond's spoiler alert son was one of the contestants on the most recent season and the reason he went so far in the competition was because no one knew who donny osmond was <laughs> like if you look him up he looks exactly like him but no one guessed oh. that's eliminated as your your celebrity relative is revealed that is um, so awkward oh it's such a good show you guys though it's all the seasons oh. are I mean, two seasons but streaming on hulu watch it and hosted by the, the jo- two Jonas brothers, Kevin Jonas and Frankie Jonas, the ones that no one cares about. <laughs> the, the better Jonases, as it has yeah, turned yeah. out. The bonus Jonases. <laughs> the bonus Jonas. <laughs> they should start a band, like a separate band and just call it that. Yeah. There was somebody on the first season of that. Oh my God, it's going to drive me crazy because I can't Tom remember who Hanks, it was. Tom Hanks' niece. And she was- Yes! And it went she, viral. Like, yes. The that was spectacular. Like That's I was so interested mean, just based on that, that. That was that was the the reason I started watching the show was that clip. And it was that was the first episode of season two. So I oh, went okay. back all of season one and then I was watching season two live as it aired. And oh my highly God. recommend. Highly recommend. That that was spectacular. I think the funniest thing about that was that like we, look, every celebrity, I feel like, has at least one trashy relative. 
Like everybody's everybody's got like the cousin or the brother or whatever that is like kind of an embarrassment and you like kind of just deal with them. Everybody's got a chet. Right? Everybody's got a chet Hanks. (laughs) So then so then when another one shows up, you're like, what the hell is happening in that family? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Like everybody gets one and that's a gimme, right? Like yeah, the one that we're like, no, I don't. I, we can we just not talk about that one? But when you go beyond <laughs> that, then I have to start asking questions. The Baldwins, it's all of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that, right, that's the thing. Either you've got the one, or you're or it's just everyone. it's right, or it's everyone, and the whole thing is just a hot mess. Which uh, uh, I want apologies to Aaron Rodgers' brother. Because I think many of us thought that Jordan, <laughs> that Jordan was the problem in that family. Yeah, we all owe him an apology. We all owe him an apology. Right, M- mea culpa, buddy. Uh, we get it. We get it. Aaron was the problem all along. <laughs> You're you are vindicated, Jordan. It's only been um, uh, seven years, seven and a half years since um, yeah. you're, you premiered on The Bachelorette with JoJo Fletcher, <laughs> who you're now married to. Um, so it worked so, out know. for you, again. Right, right. he's doing all right, I hope. Yeah. I want oh, to go back for a second to Piff the Magic Dragon because <laughs> it brought out what I felt was an iconic Carlos Sainz uh, moment, uh, outstanding achievement in the field of himbodom. Uh, <laughs> when... The magician asks him, you know, you know, about using his brain. He's like, my brain only functions when I am in driving in the race car. Just beautiful. It's just, there, I, I know my role. There is not a thought I am so on pretty. that beautiful Spaniard's head at all. I drive the car fast. That is what just, I do. Oh, God bless. I, okay, so I will say, though, that makes me think. What I want, we don't have to do this now, but at some point we should we should draft an all himbo team, like across sports. Yeah. If you were gonna just gather the most powerful collection of athletic himbos you can think of, who who would it include? Ooh, I have a good relevant answer. You guys oh. might be Travis okay. Kelsey after his Travis Kel- one million percent. His tweet. Oh, yeah. His tweets resurfaced instead of having like you know cancelable like tweets with slurs. No, about they're joke. just the funniest, dumbest shit you have ever seen. Oh, oh, God. I love him. Himbo, top to bottom, himbo. Him. He's 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 the team captain, right? Yep, yep, exactly. He he's team captain, and Taylor's in the bleachers for the moment, <laughs> observing the the himbo parade, like. The funniest thing is that uh, related to Travis Kelsey, though, is that Jason Kelsey, I saw a clip of him the other day where he was talking about very, very sweet talking about like how much he loves Travis and like how Travis is just like, he's so good. He's so great to be around and everybody likes being around him and he's so thoughtful and he's so caring. And at one point, Jason says he's so smart. And I'm just like, oh, oh, sweetie. Like he's many things. <laughs> he seems lovely. We don't need to lie. Right. All of the other things you said were very nice and very sweet. You didn't need to you didn't need to throw that in. Like God love you, but you didn't need to throw that in. 
Maybe yeah. it's emotional <laughs> intelligence that Travis has. There you go. There you EQ. go. There you go. EQ. Sure, sure. Yeah. Undervalued. So that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I also saw some of the funniest pictures of Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson today <laughs> that the Orioles Instagram posted. I think because they were trying to get people to vote for that like all MLB team or whatever. I don't yeah. even remember what it was, but it was just like there was one picture of the two of them looking at an iPad where they were clearly like looking at like highlights or looking at like watching footage video during a game or like looking at heat maps or whatever. And they both just looked so confused. And it was like, Oh, you there, you have like one thought combined between you right now. Just marbles. (laughs) And it's about a puppy. Yeah, right. It's, it's right. It's it, the, the one thought. It's about a puppy. It's not even about baseball. Just yeah. <laughs> two two brain cells between you, just running in circles. God bless. Once once again, salute to the Orioles, to Scuderia Ferrari, to all the social media teams out there who really get it when it comes to uh, what the audience is on Instagram and the kind of himbo content that um, is (laughs) really going to thrive in that environment. Uh, I've learned so much and it's all good. Well, here's here's the real thing from a, from a marketing perspective as someone who does this for a living, Instagram is such a non-linear experience. Now, nobody's going to see anything at the specific time that you want them to. So you have to like, like, don't, don't post game highlights. Don't like, if you want to do that in a story, fine. But like, don't, don't post timely shit. Cause nobody's going to see it in a timely fashion. Cause that's the, everybody's beholden to the whims of the algorithm. Right. But I'm always going to look at the goofy. I don't care if you posted it a week ago. If it comes up on my timeline, I'm going to look at it. Cause they're funny. Give me, give me some evergreen entertaining yep. content and it will do numbers. Yep. Yeah. And 85% thirst traps. Yeah. I mean, that that's the other part of it. <laughs> that, that formula is working. It's, um, right. It's, it's uh, not unsuccessful. I'm trying to think for, for this himbo draft, like, is there a weight balance for, for the different leagues, like where like F1 clearly has a very rich vein of specific Euro himbo style. It is, it is a particular variety. Yeah. The the NFL, like, yeah, you've got Travis Kelsey. We've seen Joe Burrow's old tweets as well that are just delightful. And so sweet, right. Similarly spectacular. I don't think, I think Joe Burrow's a himbo, though. Yeah, I wouldn't no. categorize him as a himbo. I think that he's, he's like got too much going on in the brain. He do, he yeah. does have too much going on up there. I think it's I think it's hard for a quarter a successful quarterback to be a himbo. Like yes. that's a little bit yeah. of a contradictory skill set. Correct. Jimmy correct. Garoppolo um, is the example that is like Jimmy he Garoppolo couldn't get one exception, and and that's using the word successful a little generously. Sorry, Jimmy. I love yes. No, yes. I'm saying he he hit the himbo glass ceiling. He did. He did. No, that's absolutely right. He hit the last ceiling by virtue of having sufficient talent around him. And like, he's smart enough to follow a game plan. 
He's smart enough to be in a system. Um, right. right. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But a re- a trailblazer, if you will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Making strides <sighs> for himbo representation in the quarterback room. Oh, <laughs> uh, I do feel like Zach amongst Wilson football is players, not cutting it. So no, no. <laughs> I do think that amongst NFL players, I do think the tight ends are like the richest vein of himbos though. Like that's like, a, that's a special variety of just golden retrievers with thumbs. That, that famous tweet that's like um, quarterbacks on Twitter are like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, thank right. you God. Thank you, God, for my teammates. Like, bless up. Running backs right. on Twitter are like, keep grinding. Um, wide receivers on Twitter are, the enemy speaks kindly, but <laughs> holds the knife. And tight ends on Twitter derp. Right. Right. It's so accurate. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so I think if you're looking for NFL himbos, like, again, Travis Kelsey, Church Kittle. There's there's a a wide a wide selection to choose from. Long, long live the king, uh, Rob Gronkowski, and yes, the upcoming yes. Gronk Bowl. Uh, please give us a free trip out there to right. cover it. In <laughs> please sponsor us. Please sponsor us. We're so into it. Uh, that might be where Fresno goes. Were they in that last year? Mm. That is a Mountain West affiliated bowl. I don't remember. If Fresno goes, we should get you down to the to the Gronk Bowl, by which I mean I I we have no money I'm, for that. We're just starting out in. as a business. Uh but yeah. We can do that. <laughs> but but look, I'm I'm not a get here's the thing. Uh you don't have to take tax uh tax write-offs the year they happen. Hmm. So that is the sort of thing I could, you know, say right up as a big business expense in a year or two. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I pay that's, for it now, that's true. Uh, I think uh, is, is this it... is this registered? Are, are we a finan- We're not a financial podcast, to my knowledge. We we are not, and uh, I do not represent my employer, and this is not financial advice. Okay. <laughs> the, the SEC cannot come for me. And I will say full out, I don't even know who Britt's employer is. Uh, We've not discussed that uh, for reasons of deniability. (laughs) (laughs) Those things close to the vest. Right. It's Uh, unnecessary. Nobody needs to know that. Also, because truly no one cares. I have have, uh, a not publicly interesting job that way. I have no job now. This is going to be my job. That's really cool. Uh, please hit like and subscribe right. wherever you're seeing this um, or not seeing this, wherever you're hearing this, you're seeing it on the place where you're playing it through. And anyway, wherever you are accessing, I still haven't set that up, but this particular podcast somehow and somewhere. And now we are going to pivot back to the National Football League and and our objective here, which um, did we have anything else we wanted to talk about with F1 and reality TV? The tie-ins therein? 
I mean, yeah. there's always so. more we could say, I'm sure, but I think that's the that that was the the gist of it for my head. <laughs> okay, so Sophie is here on on the week that Joe Burrow has gone out for the season. Um, really, unfortunately, because he's so fun to watch play. And he is it's fun to watch. Like, like and he's just fun to look at in general. Like, that too. Oh, that face. That face. That ass. Oh, God. And then on top of it, he makes very interesting fashion choices, which is just a really fun, like. Yeah. Mo- most most very attractive uh, white boy football players do not then also bring you some interesting sartorial choices. Right. He could have been a Kirk Cousins um but he's not he's actually you know and i love kirk cousins i appreciate him but joe is an extremely interesting um fashionista um i think that's the masculine version of fashionista so yeah we love it's just one more thing to love about him and yeah i feel like i'm just again like i've accepted it um i'm not in the denial stage anymore (laughs) it's it's i'm accepting it and it's almost in a way a relief after the past um i guess last year and the year before where we made it all the way to the super bowl and the afc championship i guess in that order respectively it's like there's no stress now there's no stress on football sundays um, my blood pressure is <laughs> going to be better this year. So, um, I feel like I'm, I, I, I don't know in a way it's kind of like, I'm looking at the silver lining. It's a relief for my, for my stress and anxiety levels. Um, but yeah, it, it obviously freaking sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. But you've still got football Sundays. You've got. You know, the NFL is not going to stop. The The Bengals are going to continue to play. And I know that put you're in this weird position now where you know that the season's over um, and you're not going to necessarily root against the players on your team. But if they happen to lose by a point every week, uh, so be it. Um, and maybe you can. Get right. Yourself, I don't know. Yeah, right. So, so yeah, I think I think in terms of so, the new team that I am adopting, um, mm-hmm. my boyfriend is an Eagles fan from Philly. And I said this before we started recording, but I don't know. The Eagles aren't fun to root for. They're not, they're not fun, they're not like underdogs. Um they even though the fans pretend they are, like every single year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, Look, there's a a vein of Red Zoxdom in that. (laughs) Yes, yes. So um, I guess passively, I will probably, you know, be like, okay, go birds. Fly, (laughs) eagles, fly. No, just (laughs) Oh, God. I like the Lions. I like the Lions a lot. I love Jared Goff's, like, redemption arc. Um, I feel like the Bengals and the Lions are kind of like kindred cat teams um, in the sense mm-hmm. that neither have ever won a Super Bowl. They're both um, in Midwestern states. Um, I guess the comparisons on there, I don't know. Haven't thought about it that much. 
Um, but I do enjoy the lions and I've always kind of, you know, liked them. I used to like the bills for similar reasons that I thought that they were, um, you know, fun underdogs for, for they've never won a super bowl. They have a tortured history again, similar to the Bengals or the lions. I just cannot stand Josh Allen. I cannot stand him. I have like, he's like my new, I don't know if you remember this, Jesse, but I used to have beef with Baker Mayfield when he was on the Browns. He is like the one NFL player that has me blocked on Twitter to this day. (laughs) Um, I'm proud of that. I feel like he's gotten way less insufferable now that he's like, now that he's gotten like just dragged through the mud, he's gotten totally humbled, which has made me, you know, actually root for Baker in a way that I never could see myself doing in the past. Right. Um, Josh Allen is my new Baker Mayfield. Like he's my new nemesis. The good news on that is that he's also Josh Allen's nemesis. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In in a very, a very Mets, very, very Mets way. Like the, the bills most impossible to defeat rival is in fact the bills. That the, the the biggest challenge for them every year is escaping the the ineffable billsness of the entire enterprise. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I don't know. There's something about Josh Allen, like in particular, and maybe it's the fact that I know that he is like one of those quarterbacks that dumped his high school sweetheart for a Hollywood starlet. You have your Patrick Mahomeses and your Joe Burrows who are still with their, you know, college or high school sweethearts. I think it's it says something about their character in a way. In my opinion, you could say that's a stretch. You could argue that that's irrelevant. Um, I think that Josh Allen is also like such an obnoxious shit talker from what I've seen like on the field. And I just like think he's a sore loser, a sore winner, just an asshole in my opinion i just do not like him so yeah so i will say this i have no particularly strong feelings for josh allen one way or the other but i do unequivocally support the uh i don't want to say irrational but i'll say uh idiosyncratic maybe hatred of specific athletes i think it's as an inveterate hater, I think it's important to have at least mm-hmm. one or two who you just are like, I don't like your face. I don't like your whole vibe. I don't like anything about you. You can eat shit. Yeah. There's something, there's something very, very gratifying about it to have yep. somebody who can just be like, no, you in particular, fuck off. Yes. It's relatable. Anyone it, who watches sports, it doesn't matter what sport right. you watch, you have someone that you feel that way about. I guarantee you. Oh, 100%. For me right now, it's the best race car driver in the world, and it sucks. Yeah, no, that part's unfortunate. I'm I'm tired of of him, tired of his punchable face, tired of all that winning that he does. Yeah, yeah. Smarmy bastards. Give them my regards. Fuck you. Um, I will say the funniest thing for me right now is that I don't know of all, all the, the handful of ones that are like on site, I would punch you in the face if I could get away with it. I have mm -hmm. reasons for most of them now, which makes it a little less fun. Like Max is what Max Verstappen is one of the few that is still just like, you annoy me. Like there's nothing particularly specific behind it. 
No, Matt, yeah. Max Verstappen, the um, the driver. Oh. <laughs> Matthew Stafford, I don't know. I could find a reason. I know Matthew Stafford, for me, it's like the Super Bowl um, two years ago. Yes. yes. No, that's Buffalo valid. Matt Stafford. Okay, anywho. Right. <laughs> but the, the other ones who I would normally put on that list, uh, now I have like reasons to hate them. And it's a, like like real world reasons, not like... But I feel like you, that also kind of is showing that your instincts about men are right. That is true. Alex Bregman can eat shit. <laughs> and that was true before we knew that he was a lying, cheating little piece of shit. Uh, even even Kershaw, who I had like sort of an ambiguous. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Psh, now I've got all mm-hmm. kinds of reasons for that shit. Yeah. I I want to go back because uh, the dumping your high school sweetheart to like go date some hot model influencer whatever actress or whatever you're gonna do. I don't get that from like I I I want to propose that, that is worse behavior than just what I think is is a superior plan if you're in this situation and looking for what you're going to to be doing which is to not be in a relationship 100 percent. why why are these guys like like i don't break up with their high break up with their high school girlfriend when you graduate high school like everybody else does yes exactly (laughs) it's like just just perfectly reasonable Right. It's this perfectly reasonable, like, well, you know, we're going to school in different states or, yeah. you know, our lives are just changing now or whatever. Right. But like college, like there's going to be chicks, like, yeah. Right. Do everybody, not everybody, but many people do that. It is a totally defensible choice. Do right. that and sleep around through college or whatever if you want to. Not right. like there will be a mm-hmm. lack of opportunity. And then if you want to fucking date an Instagram model or whatever at some point, then nobody's going to care. Right, right. The ones that stay with their high school or college sweethearts, um, I will say I end up becoming like a fan of their relationship. Even even Patrick and Brittany Mahomes. And I know that a lot of people have strong feelings about Brittany Mahomes. Um, but if you watch like Quarterback on Netflix, you can really see why... Like, she was, like, so competitive. She was a competitive soccer player. She's, like, extremely competitive, just like Pat. You can see why he loves her. And it's just, like, you know, it's these are the girls that have loved, you know, these men before the fame, before the fortune, um, just loved them for who they are. And I think that's kind of beautiful, you know? And I can see why, you know, Joe and Patrick, and I know there are many, many more. Those are just the ones that, you know, are top of mind. Um, Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, you know? It's like, you never know what someone's intentions are once you become this hot, extremely rich, famous, you know, football player. That becomes much more difficult to navigate very quickly. Exactly. Exactly. I wonder how Haley Steinfeld truly feels about Josh Allen now that he's like really bad. Oh my god! Know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you think she's like not turned on by him anymore? Like she's like, she's like over. Meh. 
She's like, Meh. right. She like doesn't really do anything for me anymore. I got the ick from like that third interception. <laughs> oh my god! I will say the other thing that I find really funny about the the couples when that have been together since they were really young is that there is very often the sense of like, no, I know he's Egyptian. Like they're yeah. they're unimpressed by their very famous, very successful spouse. And, yeah, and have like. <laughs> Kristen Posey, uh, in I forget what the interview was for. They were one of the many things that Buster won or something at some point. But she was she was like dragging him for the fact that he like gets obsessive and it's like I have to go clean the garage. And she's like, Gerald, why are you doing this now? And she has to like drag him out of the garage because he like gets it in his head that he has to go reorganize the garage right now. And she's like what are you doing? And I love stories like that. Cause it's just like, Oh, they're idiots. Like all of us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's also good for them at the same time. Like I think when you are famous like that and successful like that and all that, I think it, it is really good to have somebody who has known you before all of that. Right. And you have so much just to sort of like ground you. <laughs> Yeah, you have so many people blowing smoke up your ass, like so many yes men. It's right. good to have, you know, that person that's going to be like, why the fuck are you doing that? <laughs> right. Somebody who's like totally in your corner and supportive and wants you to do well, but is also, yeah, fully aware of who you are just like as a human and it's not going to bullshit you. Right. Someone to, and someone to call you on your bullshit. Yeah. That too. Is yeah. always important to have in your life. Uh, right, because just because you're rich and successful and talented doesn't mean that you're immune to being a dipshit like everybody else. Right. So, like, there's still going to be times when you need you're... somebody to be like, hey. <laughs> you're more empowered in your dipshittery because you right. are rich and famous and <laughs> all of right. those things, which uh, brings us back to, uh, you know, not only the NFL, but Formula One and uh, Real Housewives. So... It's all, all looping together. Yep. <laughs> uh, Sophie, finding you a, a team proved proved pretty easy. Um, yeah, the Lions are are there. I think that yeah. we wanted to use logic and yeah, but it, it it's like yeah, it's an NFC team. They're yeah, cat buddies. Uh, I've always historically I've, historically unsuccessful as a franchise. Similar. Yeah. It's it's I know it's hard to think of the Bengals as historically unsuccessful just because of the success of the most recent years with Joe Burrow. But like, do not let yourself forget that we are a tortured franchise with lots of bad, painful memories. So I really right. I mean, in that. Yeah, sense. I'll, I'll be honest. It's still weird that they're good to me. I know it is, uh, it is. because most of my life they have been. Um iconically trash all of uh, my life all of my life i had never seen the Bengals win a playoff game until i was 30 years old oh my um, God. actually no 20 i think i was 29 maybe actually it was in 2022 and i was at the game at that wild card game against the raiders um on their way to the super bowl during the tw- 2021 season 
Um, so yeah, that was, that was in my 30 years of life. I hadn't seen them want to win a playoff game and then think about how many playoff games we've won since then. Knock on wood, there will be more. Knock on wood. Mm -hmm. But yeah. 2024 is right around the corner. And it's so funny to think about that because being a little bit older and growing up a Niners fan, the Bengals were like always just kind of there because that was that Mm -hmm. era. That that was such a like marketing in the matchup. Super Bowl. Yeah, when, and so that, we kids, that's yeah. one of that's one of my earliest football memories is those Bengals Niners games. Bengals Niners Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't old enough to watch. I wasn't born yet. But I I was like barely old enough to be sort of. Like, fully aware of what was going on. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, was, um, I, I, I been, wasn't aware of the first one. I'm trying, what, what years were those? I want to say it was like four or five. It was 80. I, I feel like one was in 89 or 80. It, was, yeah. it would have been like January of 89 because the Giants won the Super Bowl in January of 87. And that's like my yeah. first. Yeah. So I, so I was, I was six years the, old. Bengals Niners was yeah. two years later. Yeah. 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 So I was six. So yeah, sort of just, just at that age where you start to like really kind of know what's going on, but don't fully have it grokked yet. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then they were shit to the point of like right. the iconic memory of the Bengals is Sam Weiss having to like get on the microphone and yell at the crowd. You don't live in Cleveland. This you is Cincinnati. Cincinnati. <laughs> oh gosh. Good times. I do. I think, but it's so funny because that is so not what my experience with football, with NFL football has been growing up a Niners fan when I did, because it was like the Niners not being good was like not something I understood until my adulthood. And I was, it was very disorienting. Let me tell you, (laughs) having, having the, the Montana and Steve Young eras be the entirety of my, uh, like experience as an NFL fan. And then that ended and it was like, Oh no, I don't, this is not fun anymore. This is terrible. But which is so like the, it's so the opposite of my baseball experience because the baseball giants are very Bengals bills E or were for my childhood where it was like, they were always like so close and like shit always just like didn't quite work. <laughs> so in other sports, I do I do sort of inherently kind of root for those teams, I think. Because it's it's just it's such a relatable experience of that constant, like so close, and yet it doesn't work for whatever reason. Like yep, you, yep. you lose that playoff game that you're like, we really probably should have won that, or somebody gets hurt at the worst possible time, or like just mm-hmm. all of those. Just absolutely snake bit. The Lions also have the the joy of like you see them every year on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and you're kind of reminded then, like, oh yeah, the Lions they still stink. Um, <laughs> and it's yeah. interesting that like this year they don't for such a, a rare occurrence. Um, but I think that, like, that kind of gives – I mean, part of the reason the Cowboys got the America's team thing is playing on Thanksgiving every year. 
Um, right. I don't see why the Lions can't be America's team that America actually likes. Yeah, true. Also, like Dan Campbell is very likable um, when they fun. were on. He is um, very fun. They were, we're going to eat their kneecaps or like whatever <laughs> he said. Um, he, they were on hard knocks in season last year or not, not in season. I think they were on regular hard knocks, I think last year. And I, so, I found yeah. him, I found him in dear. He's a himbo. He can be coach himbo. There I feel you go. Like. I love uh, that. Coach I, the himbo all-stars. Coach the himbo all-stars. <laughs> I, yeah. Again, Mike McDaniel, too much brain going on. Yeah, uh, no, Mike because Mike McDaniel's happen. a nerd fundamentally. Is the yes. I love Mike McDaniel, but he's a nerd fundamentally. Correct. Yeah, I will say this, um, and Sophie, if you, you watched the Bengals last week, um, Demeco Ryan's um, that's a that's a fine looking man. Wait, uh, who? So hot. Who? The Texans coach. D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan's the Texans coach. D'Amico? I was like, who are you talking about? Okay, hold on. I've been saying it. You know what? I haven't been saying it wrong all these years. I don't think I've ever said that man's name out loud. Oh, my God. He is. He's he's very attractive. Also, like, stupidly good at his job. I I don't. Yeah. I don't watch the Texans much, so I cannot attest to how good he has been as a head coach. But uh, as a coordinator, I I would ride into battle with that man. (laughs) Ooh. 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 Yes. Yes. He is built. Yeah. He is. He's he's built like an SEC strength coach. Yes. In a a good way for once. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Uh, it's it's very funny watching the Kyle Shanahan coaching tree expand out into the rest of the league. Because I kind of forget where they end up. And then I'm like, hey, I know that guy when I happen to like turn a game on. Because <laughs> like, I, I don't think about the Texans basically ever. Like, the Texans don't end up on TV in California terribly often. And... They're not like an opponent who comes to town regularly. And then periodically I see a clipper runner and I'm like, oh, hey, nice oh, to see hey. you. I'm glad you're doing well. <laughs> you exist. That's what I like about the Red Zone channel. Give it a little bit of everything. True. Yeah, I'm going to need to spring, I... spring for Red Zone next year. Oh, it's, it's worth it. Um, especially uh, if your team is bad or you've kind of just fallen out of sorts with them as as i have uh, in in both cases true the giants are bad and i have just kind of fallen out of the relationship um as a result of ownership well the other thing another time i want to close with something much funner than yes, that. yes yeah, go ahead <laughs> i was just gonna say the other no. thing about red zone is that um even if your team isn't bad your team is statistically very likely to go through a stretch of a couple weeks that makes you want to walk into traffic um, so it's mm-hmm. nice to have an easy alternative speaking, speaking from recent personal experience. <laughs> yeah. The Niners are 
better now, huh? They're fine. They're fine. They, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Look, we we don't. They, there was a freaky for anybody situation. About, yeah. No one entirely knows what happened, but it seems fine now. So we're just gonna look forward. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's let's wrap it up with this because it is Thanksgiving week. Um, I'm going to be uh, going to Thanksgiving in Massachusetts for the first time, like actually going up there and spending Thanksgiving there, um, which is fascinating and it's going to be interesting. And I don't really know entirely what to expect, but I'm excited about it because I really like a situation where, um, like. Being an in, I'm I am an in law at Thanksgiving. I get to just be like, whatever's happening. Uh, get to just go with I, it. I'm like, I'm here for snacks and beers and whatever. Uh, we're cool. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving very much. But I I'm curious, like, what is your Thanksgiving routine? Vis a vis the football, because for me it was always uh, we would listen to Alice's restaurant at noon turn on the Lions game, watch the first half of the Lions game, drive to grandma's house, watch the end of the Lions game, food would be served, and then you would fall asleep uh, during the second half of the Cowboys game. That's uh, I remember Creed <laughs> put me to sleep that year of, of the iconic Creed. Uh, so so how, how is it for you guys? Do you get to watch the games or you, are you like there with family do you have any fans of the cowboys or lions in your lives that no fans um i come from a family of Bengals fans i'll be actually in cincinnati with my entire extended family which will be nice but all football fans die hard you know Bengals and ohio state fans um so yeah we we always have the football on for sure so it'll be fun but again everything reminds me of him Joe Burrow. <laughs> oh, 2024, I'll be here before you know it. Oh, God. <laughs> I will say that the Texans might be a, a decent AFC team for you to ride with for the rest of the season. With, that is uh, true. They're kind of DJ fun. DJ Stroud from Ohio State, D'Amico Ryan's being hot. Uh, they have a wide receiver named Tank, which is cool. That's you fun. Those are all fair arguments. Yeah. I think I'm still I'm still a little bit bitter from the defeat we suffered at their hands. Um That's fair. Just a week ago. So please have some yeah. sympathy for me, Jesse. Come on. I'm sorry. I I wasn't taking that into account and, <laughs> and I apologize. <laughs> um No, but you're right. You're I right. I will say, like that that AFC South between CJ Stroud and Trevor Lawrence suddenly doesn't look like such a shit show anymore mm -hmm. no Correct. yeah it seems like not hot garbage potentially which is new and exciting Weird. even the Colts yeah. like haven't yeah. been like terrible yeah yeah. and Weird. Anthony Richardson is interesting when healthy he look that that man speaking again from personal experience that man is many things boring is never going to be one of them <laughs> If he's going to be bad, he's going to be bad in a way that at least entertaining as hell for the other team. Appreciate that. Yeah. That's, that's what we live for. And that is, is. Um, you know, that's the Ferrari experience too. Getting penalized <laughs> for a manhole cover blowing up underneath your car and Just, oh breaking your car. That's your fault. Yes. 
I will say, uh, re-Thanksgiving, this is one of those instances where I feel like the, the West Coast studs have a little bit of, of superior timing on this because I will watch football all day on Thanksgiving. Oh. But we also, I, I will watch football while I'm prepping dinner because the Lions game is typically, you know, that's sort of, it starts in that sort yeah, of after like breakfast. 9 a.m. start, jeez. Right. So that's right around the time when it's like, oh, okay, breakfast is done. Got to start, you know, think about getting the turkey's got to come out so it can come to temp before it goes into the oven and do we want to start peeling potatoes like all that sort of stuff so my mom and i'll be like in and out of the kitchen basically for the pretty much for the duration of the lions game like putting stuff on and off the stove and sort of getting stuff prepped um and then we'll turn off the cowboys game during dinner typically (laughs) uh frequently my dad is a cowboys fan so we are frequently saving my father from himself and (laughs) Making him walk away from the Cowboys game, <laughs> <laughs> and because we're we're a, we're we're a dinner family, like we're we're a two three o'clock dinner family. Love so, that. Yeah, so usually, Dad may get to watch the end of the Cowboys game between dinner and pie. Often he did, maybe doesn't want to <laughs> in recent history, so. That could go a number of ways. Um, And then depending on how generous I'm feeling, we may not subject him to further football after that point in the day. (laughs) Depending on, depending on how generous I'm feeling, depending on how much my mom wants to watch Christmas movies, basically. (laughs) I don't have a a real tradition with the night game, but I do remember one year we were, uh, because we used to kind of split Thanksgiving where we would see my family in the day in New York and then drive up to Massachusetts at night because there's really no traffic on Thanksgiving itself. It was always really nice and smooth. I, I like that and I endorse it. We were wa- listening yeah. to Jets Patriots on the radio oh, uh, when the butt fumble happened. Oh, so my God. <laughs> we were aware of the butt fumble through Connecticut Uh <laughs> but did not get to see it until hours later. So oh my God. being in Massachusetts fully this year, I know that if anything crazy happens, uh, I will get to see it uh, in, <laughs> in the moment. Um, Delightful. Sophie, thank you so much for, for joining us Yeah. this evening. Uh, Britt, thank you as always as well for my pleasure uh, making this a better show and making me talk less. Uh, that is what we love to see. This if you have made it to the end of of this, please do uh, like and subscribe. I will, um, you know what, tonight, I'm between the time that you, between the time that I say this and you hear this, um, I will get that figured out because uh, we, we got a new show, uh, sort of, same show, new name, been doing the show. That's all. It's a it's a and, m- mild to moderate rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mild yeah. to moderate rebrand. I am very is... um, appreciative for you having me. Thank you guys. 
Thank you to everyone listening. Um, just feeling really thankful for yeah. the few things that I have to be thankful for right now. So <laughs> I am thankful for for all of it, for for Sophie, for Britt, for you, our listeners, for all the good things on the internet, and for uh, the boys we would love to just see get some some happiness. They deserve it. They're just wonderful himbos. 